Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Week 10 was tons of fun in the NFL. Just nice to be a part of the action again, you know what I mean? You mean on the winning side? Well, sure, but to see, like, to have your team play. True, but also win. It feels good to win. It's a lot more fun to enjoy the rest of the NFL when you have a win in your pocket already. We usually start with uh, how the other jabronis did in the division, Mm -hmm. but two were off and the Browns just got smoked. We'll get to the Dolphins more in a little bit. I want to start with the Bills and the Vikings, though. Game Game of the season so far. Yep, never seen an ending like that where the Vikings... Looked like they were well. First of all, let's rewind to fourth and eighteen deep in their own territory. That's a so it's a the the game of the year, and that's b the catch of the year. It, it's one of the best catches I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yep. He, George Pickens held held the catch of the year for a while when he had that yeah. catch against the Browns in Week Three. Jefferson had one hand on a ball that a defender had, had two. two hands on. And Jefferson was falling backwards, and he still got the ball. Yeah, and if you watch too, he. He had to use his like thigh mm-hmm. to keep to it off the ground until down. he could yeah. get his butt under it and just mm-hmm. f- like kind of have it land in his stomach. The fact that he got the hand on it, the hand that took it away from the defender's two hands, and then was able to contort his body to make sure the ball never touched the ground. You know, you know what's which crazy? is important because if you fast forward to for the the fourth quarter drive by Buffalo. The Gabe Davis catch on the sideline, not a catch, but ruled a catch, ruled a catch. So even more impressive that Justin Jefferson was able to do what he did when you have that Gabe Davis no-catch in mind. There was another play in the Vikings. I don't know if it was in overtime or if it was on that same drive where uh, Cousins went to Jefferson again kind of deep down the field. Mm -hmm. And I think the ball was a little overthrown. Yeah, that was overtime, yeah. And Jefferson got pushed to the ground kind of, and they called that pass interference. If that's an average Joe wide receiver, do they call that P.I. or do they say that's uncatchable? Because Jefferson, because it's Jefferson, do they like go like? Well, Well, you know what? I think it's true because I remember a lot of the time, a lot of times when Antonio Brown had the same call. Because I looked at that pass and was like, I don't think he was going to catch that. No, but then the refs probably like it's eighteen. Right. It's either it's either plays like that where you can call the pass interference because you believe in the receiver's ability to get the ball, or it's when it's a sideline catch. And you think any average wide receiver probably isn't going to get two toes down or two feet down, but guys like Antonio Brown in the past and Justin Jefferson now have that ability. So you have to rule it a catch 
about the rule that incomplete and maybe see if they actually got the feet down. He also had amazing catches to just kind of get forgotten because of the great catch that he yeah. had. Oh, He's no, absolutely. On the sideline, toe-tapping himself in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the play that was down at the one-yard yeah, line. Yeah, absolutely. A phenomenal play from him. Uh, but then you get to that point. Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Your guy. Short on a sneak. I don't know if he's my guy. The Vikings are just my are your team. team. You know who's my guy is Jefferson. Jefferson's <laughs> my guy. Uh, just short on the sneak, yes. and I think he was Good, down. The right I, call. I think it was Upon the right call. First viewing, it looked like he got in there, but it definitely, it definitely was the right call. Then the Bills have to get out of their own end zone, like literally as close to the goal line without scoring oh you could goodness. be is where they had to start their drive. And I don't know if it was just a bad snap or if the pressure from the Vikings right up the middle kind of had the center and Josh it, have a flub. It did not look snap. like a bad like, snap to me. Do you think they just had all that momentum that, like, timed the snap perfectly to the point where they kind of hit the center's arm? While well, you know, back? Kendricks got in there to be the one to recover that fumble, but you pointed out Harrison Smith kind of made just the flew in a there, Troy yeah. Palomalo like play. So maybe Josh Allen saw that coming and got a little nervous. It, it's so bizarre to me because Allen is a human wrecking ball, and all he had to do was put his head down and get two more yards, and then they get breathing room. Or and you know what gonna... you could do? Do a little bit of a shotgun snap, run around a bit, avoid, and then just take the safety. Kill the clock? You don't think so? Because it was what thirty to. It was that. It was they it was had twenty-seven to, score... to twenty-three. Yeah, the, the Minnesota right. had to get. A... So you would have made it twenty-seven, twenty-five. Uh, maybe it was and then the you would have had to give the ball back to Minnesota. With a field goal, that's maybe, probably yeah. a bad idea from your end, Coach Jacob, <laughs> being an idiot there. You know what you do is you don't fumble. You no, just don't, you don't fumble, fumble. snap because you you're going to ice the game if you just mm-hmm. get one for. If you just get two yards, you're going to ice the game and you can get a little bit of breathing room there. So, don't fumble the ball. They fumble the ball. Vikings recover. Then you're sitting in the same room as me, and you're like, that's way too much time for Josh Allen. It's not over Absolutely. Yet. What does Allen do? He marches right down the field. That Gabe Davis catch that wasn't a catch really helped them out a lot, but they get the game-tying field goal from time. We're going to overtime. And at that point, we're both scratching our heads like, this is one of the best things I've mm-hmm. ever seen. The Vikings win the toss in overtime, methodically drive yes, down the field. great drive. And then stall. And then can't get it into the end zone, so they have to settle for a field goal. And I thought for sure he was running like a wildebeest when he was back just to bouncing back carries. off of people. Back to like, back carries. It Said was, I don't. I'm insane. not risking anything. I'm just going to take it and do it myself. But then he risked something, and he forced the pass into the end zone. Yes. And Patrick Peterson, ironically, he, got the pick. Yes. And His second pick of the day. It's time to start a dialogue on Josh Allen. Can he win the big game? He leads the league in interceptions right now. Yeah. He's thrown six interceptions in the past three games. Three of them have come in the opposing team's red zone. Mm-hmm. And two back-to-back losses. It's time to start a little bit of a dialogue about Josh Allen. And you know, it's funny too. The won- game that they won against the Chiefs this year, it was the Bills' defense who forced a turnover on Patrick Mahomes. Not necessarily the game-winning drive by Josh Allen. Yeah, he had that incredible hurdle, if you remember, to lead them to a to a field goal. I believe it but was. But he didn't ice the game. No, he did not. In fact, I was leaning towards Mahomes coming back in that game. And Absolutely. Mahomes was, was, was going that, to be the guy that, that had the ball in his hands. It was that last. GTA meme where it's like, oh, man, here we, here go, we go again. again. Like, that's here exactly what I yeah. thought it was going to be. And it wasn't because of the Bills' defense. Josh Allen has yet to really show you that. I, I, I don't want to say this because he just drove 30 seconds to get a mm-hmm. game-tying field goal. But that 
finisher, that finishing yeah. move, that kill shot, that Mortal Kombat finisher. I don't see it out of him. I thought I was about to when he was just bouncing off a Vikings defender and right. that was going to be it. Like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to be a, a, a gorilla running around the field right now, bouncing people off of me. And then he throws the interception. I, I would be a little nervous if I was in Buffalo right now because you are squandering home field advantage right now. And I think that Kansas City, Buffalo, it might come down to who gets to play their games at home. In the, in, but doesn't in it? The I mean, Minnesota January. just won in Buffalo. That's true. That's true. But I do think that the Bills have a better chance to win at home than Chiefs on the road. No, then, just then, then, then to in get Kansas to the City, Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah. So they're really squandering that away. And not only are they squandering away home field advantage, Jacob, they're squandering away a home game in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. They're not in first place anymore. They're not in second place anymore. They are in third place in the AFC East right now. It's a competitive division. It's competitive. Every team's over 500. It's a competitive conference for that matter. So when you're struggling to win your own division, that's going to make it a lot harder to earn that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. How fun is December going to be in the AFC East? I know that the Patriots are fourth in a lot of our minds when it comes to that, but... They have four losses, and the rest of the teams have three. Mm-hmm. So they're one loss away from first place. And, and as you pointed out, as they you all play each other still, yeah, like, it's going to be a wild. Stretch and as run. you pointed out, Buffalo has now lost to both Miami and the Jets. Oh, and two in the East. Yeah. They have yet to play the Patriots. They got to play both of those teams again, and they've lost their first two matchups with those teams. We have a lot of AFC East football ahead of us, and and I know that. In reality, I think we think Bills Dolphins are the only teams that are gonna win it, but mathematically, all four are very much alive. Yes, very much, and and not just very much alive. Since they still play each other, they, they have all to control be their own destiny. Yeah, right. They can all make it happen for themselves. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch the division shake out, but it's very surprising that the Bills are struggling to take it because we thought we at the thought beginning of the, the first year, month, maybe the only other division that would be a, more of a runaway was Tampa in the South in the NFC. Like mm-hmm. We thought the Bills had this thing on lock. And we just thought through the first month of football, right? There was that loss against Miami, but it was questionable because it was that heat game. You know, the Bills were losing players on every single drive, offensively and defensively, right, because of the heat. Uh, and that was the two-a concussion game. So, their one loss for the first month of the season, you really didn't give them too much lack of a credit for. Everyone was saying, oh my gosh, runaway Super Bowl favorite is Buffalo this year. It's Super Bowl win or bust. I was one of them. No, I think both of them. It wasn't just I picked get the to Bills the, to win the Super it Bowl. It wasn't just get to the Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl victory or bust for Buffalo after those first couple of weeks. And here they are sitting at 6-3. and three. The team that they're behind, the Miami Dolphins, they're at seven and three. They whooped the Browns, thirty-nine to seventeen. Well, do you want to? Before we get to that, do you want to give some credit to, to Minnesota moving forward here? I know we spent a lot of time Aww. talking about Justin Jefferson, but I mean, we kind of did with Justin Jefferson. That dude. But is just now all you look at the NFCs. You look at the NFC standings, and you have to take Minnesota seriously because oh, do after you? oh do you have to take well, right at, right now you have to start taking them seriously i, I, I seem to remember no, i've been taking I, them seriously I, for a I while now the litmus test was the or was the bills game look at that tom they sit in second place in the in the conference look at that the same spot they've been in for eight straight weeks second place in the well, conference well now comfortably because now they still That's have one loss that. 
And it the is Cowboys because lose. the Giants can't win the second seed because they're not in the division of the Vikings. Right, but I'm saying, too, that the Cowboys lost, and you thought that was more of a team. Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what the, I mean. The, the like NFC right, East. Yeah. Right now, their biggest threat to lose the two seed is the Seattle is, Seahawks sitting at 6-4 and four, who are three losses behind them in the loss column. Mm-hmm. So not only do they have the North pretty much right. And even up, if Green Bay continues to win. Which, by the way. We'll get to that in a little bit. Did they wake up? We'll get to that in a little bit, but I don't see the Green Bay Packers catching. Not the North. They're no. done with the North. <clears throat> yeah. So I think the Vikings now have to really it's keep funny. an eye on you the know, Eagles, right? And be like, can we catch can them? Can we only lose one game this year, and can they slip twice? It is because they do have the tiebreaker. It is funny how I said, look at them in second place, and you, who's been a Vikings believer all year, has pointed out they've been in that spot all all year year long. Literally all year long. (laughs) I just don't believe it until right now. Would you have given them a little bit? I don't think you would have been saying what you're saying now about them, but would you have given them more credit than you had in the past if they had lost that game? Sure, because it was a a competitive game. And, and, And say Buffalo wins that game. In overtime, I'd, I'd still be sitting here saying that wasn't a catch by Gabe Davis. I am willing to say finally that we talked about the Niners, we talked about the Cowboys being that second team to the to the Eagles. The Vikings, the Vikings are in are that conversation. They're definitely yeah. in that conversation now. They, yeah, they're in the. They did lose to the Eagles badly in Week Two, I believe it was. But that's their only football. loss. It was in Philly. I mean, the fact that you've played two of the best teams in the league against Philadelphia and Buffalo, both on the road, both on the road. Yes, you lost to Philadelphia, but you went into Buffalo and won. And your only, as I said, the only loss is against Philly. And you were down twenty-four to ten in this Buffalo game. Yeah. Oh, point. yeah. So like, huge have, comeback. They're resilient. Oh, there was a point where that point, twenty-four to ten, everyone was saying, "Well, there it is." That's what we expected. Buffalo's great, and Minnesota's who we thought they were. Who we thought they were. Right. Wrong. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year. Elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I was saying that the Dolphins, they got to 7-3 and three by just pounding the Browns. 39 points was, let me double check so I don't sound like an idiot. 39 points was the highest point total put out so far. Uh, Eagles and Commies play tonight, but so far that's the most points scored by this an week, offense yeah. this week in the NFL. They're 7-0 and when Tua starts and finishes crazy. games. He's probably my second MVP right I now. said this last week, yeah. Tom. I think, and now I have even more, not credit, but I think I have more of a case because of the loss suffered by Josh Allen. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are expected to be this good year in and year out. And I'm not saying you can give it to the, you can give the award to them any year. That's kind of unfair because Josh Allen has yet to win it. But they're expected to be this great. And because 
Miami has not lost a game without Tua playing. Or, sorry, has not lost a game while Tua is playing, and the Eagles remain undefeated. I think those two guys, Hurts and Tua, need to be number one and two, respectively, in everybody's MVP race. And it was great to see a game where Hill didn't go over, like, 60 yards. Waddle didn't have more than, like, Mm -hmm. 70 yards. But he still passed for 285 yards and three touchdowns. He was 25 for 32. You want to talk about efficient. Tua's got deadly accurate passes. He is <laughs> unbelievable. It's pinpoint, man. Like yeah. Drew Brees esque almost with how pinpoint. And he's he got the his and as you said, he's got the the weapons to throw to, which really helps. Yes. Yeah, so I I really think that not only are the Dolphins in for they they can win the AFC East for sure in my mind. I mean, they now can have an outside have, shot at the one seed. Well, in my first mind. of all, they have the same. They they're currently in the lead, and let's not forget they currently hold the tiebreaker over Buffalo. That's right. They still have to play one more time. That game will be played in Buffalo, so a little bit harder. But if you can somehow sneak away with a win there, that probably should lock up the division for you. It's going to be interesting to see, though. They play the Texans after their bye week. So they're on a bye this week, then they play Houston at home. So mm. they should be 8-3. and three. But then things get a little tricky. Because they go to San Francisco and to the Chargers in back-to-back weeks. So you're living on the West Coast for two weeks, basically. I don't know if they're going to stay there. I don't know fly if, back and if forth. teams, what they do if they have back-to-back West Coast games. I would stay there. I would stay, absolutely. But I'm sure they're going to fly back and forth. Then the, you go, LA, the Chargers game doesn't scare me as much. Then you go to Buffalo. Buffalo's tough. So that's three straight road games, two on the West Coast and one in frigid Buffalo. In, mm-hmm. in, uh, in December. That, yeah, the middle of December, getting close to, to Christmas time. So... That's three straight tough road tests. It's a very no. It's a very then hard. Then you welcome yep. Green Bay home for Christmas Day. You might be back. At might that be point. better. You know, it's still a tough game when you see Rodgers. Yeah, sure. I mean, and you got to go to Belichick, who, like we said, he controls his own destiny still. And then you finish off with the Jets at home, who are a good team this year. So, once they get past that Houston game, if they start to stack wins on the tough road trip that they have, and then they they get a win against Green, then I would really elevate them to that Super Bowl contender status. So they're seven and three now. In the next seven games, <clears throat> how many do you see them w- potentially winning? Four. If they get to eleven, and they'll beat the Jets at home. They they'll, should. They'll beat the Packers at home. They should. I, they should be the. They should be the Texans is the only one. They'll I beat think the Texans. Given. They should be the Packers at home. And they'll get one at least of the road games between Niners, Chargers, Bills, Patriots. They'll I think they should beat the those. Packers at home too. Right. That's I counted that. So Texans, Packers, Jets, all at home. You win your home games. The road ones, you've got four remaining. I'm sure they're gonna get. They'll get probably get one. two. They might get two. I don't think the Chargers are that good right now. No, I I completely agree. And I look at some of these teams, and it's like, yeah, the Niners have a good defense, but like, if the Dolphins are clicking offensively, can they keep up on offense? I don't know. The Niners, I, don't I know think the so. Patriots can't keep up no. on offense, so they got to make it a defensive, a defensive game. game, right? Uh, the Bills are really the only team on there that I look at and say they can keep up offensively, and then maybe Green Bay, but we'll have to see a couple more weeks of them looking like they did yesterday for that. It too. was one game for Green Bay, and they were down twenty-eight to fourteen yeah. at one point. But let's let's stick there, actually. For Green Bay. So more, okay. They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. What's the bigger takeaway for you? Green Bay getting the win or Dallas coughing up the loss? I'm a little surprised that Dallas coughed up the loss. I'm a little surprised that Dallas's defense gave up 14 fourth quarter points. And then then the three, the field goal in overtime to lose. 
I well, how about the decision that okay, Christian yeah. Watson might have emerged Maybe. as a target for Mr. Rogers? The thing is, I don't know if Rogers needs a. I mean, maybe you could say that because he had Devontae Adams, but with this cast of characters, it's whoever has the hot hand. I, I mean, I think it's not going to be Christian Watson every game because look at the overtime. It was Alan Lazard who had that great crossing route to get the Packers into field goal position to win that game. It wasn't Christian Watson. I know he had the deep ball uh, early, much earlier for the touchdown, but it was it was Lazard who's been who's been around the block with the Packers before. Uh, so I just think it's whoever has the high hand that day. Rodgers needs to recognize it, and it was the it was a run game too. I mean, the, the, dude, they made it so easy on Rodgers. He only threw twenty passes. Right, he was fourteen for twenty for two hundred and twenty four yards and three tutties. They ran for two hundred and seven yards. Jones had one hundred and thirty eight on the ground, and Dylan added sixty five on his own. They both averaged five yards or more per carry in that game. It's, they just ran it right down Dallas' throat, which is surprising to me for how good Dallas' defense is. Well, so the point I was going to make, it was only the second time all season that the team combined for 200 yards on the ground. The, you had to go all the way back to week two when they beat Chicago for their first one of the season. And that was the last time that they ran for 200 yards as a team. They I were mean, running all over the place in this game because the, the Cowboys had 150 yards on the ground. Well, what I'm saying is maybe you could credit the the five-game losing streak for the Packers to shying away from the run game. Yes. Yes. I mean, you, you're playing... I get the Giants and Jets have surprisingly good defenses, but let's not say in one year we're, we're ready to crown them as elite, elite, elite. Washington, the fact that they lost that game... That was their worst loss of the season. Yeah. Until they played the Lions. Buffalo... I mean, maybe you could have run the ball a little bit more, but Buffalo's a great team. I take the fact that you the Lions were the worst team this season. Run the ball and you didn't win against the Lions. You couldn't score more than fifteen points. Hey, you scored nine. Yeah, and no, I'd say both the the Washington and the the Detroit games were just bad. Were, ones. Bu- were bad losses. And the Cowboys is a great win. So that's that's yeah, the so NFL it, for you. Of course it is. The NFL you can never pinpoint anything ever. I will say this though. You can't throw two interceptions if you're Dak Prescott. I mean, the, no. pa- the Packers and Rodgers protected the football. Uh, they did lose two fumbles, Rodgers being one of them, uh, losing one of them. But two Rodgers actually lost fumbles for the mm-hmm. Amari and Aaron. So mm-hmm. if your last name was Rodgers, you weren't holding on to the Not pill right. in Green Bay last night. But two picks for Dak Prescott, and Dallas kept coughing the ball up too, but they, on the other hand, recovered all of the fumbles that they put down on the ground. So... Just not good in the turnover department, and it really comes down to me that if they can run the ball like this every single week, and Rodgers only has to throw 20 passes, and Watson keeps getting open, or Lazard situationally keeps getting open, I think they can stack some wins. And you look at that yeah. wild card race, and the Niners are their only real competition. I know the commies have the tiebreaker it's whoever against them, comes but I bet the commies fall Whoever off. is coming in second in the NFC West, because I think right now the trajectory with the loss – in Munich by Seattle and the win on Sunday night by the San Francisco 49ers we're going to come at, we're getting closer to that point of the Niners getting past the Seahawks in their own division so it's whoever comes in second in that division i think is the greatest competition for the Packers sneaking their way in well spe- because you're going to get three teams from the east without question one team from the south and then it's <clears throat> are you going to get two teams from the north or two teams from the west 
Speaking of the Buccaneers, another team that is getting back on track a little bit now has two straight victories. Yep. They're back to 500. Do you Didn't think, I say this was going to happen? You think they're just going to run away with that now? Absolutely. I mean, I think if any indication it wasn't that the Buccaneers winning Sunday morning in Munich is the telltale that they're going to run away, run away with the division. It was the Thursday night game. The Falcons, who had a 4-5 and five record going up against the Panthers, who had a 2-7 and seven record, the Falcons could have kept things interesting in that race, but they're they still, lose. They're still a game back, but the but Bucks they have the tiebreaker. And they, lo- they, they lost a division game to the Panthers. Yeah, they should both be 5-5 five and five right now, both the Falcons yeah, and the absolutely. Buccaneers. So the Buc- Falcons did not do themselves any favors. So it has nothing to do with the Bucs. I mean, yes, it's Tom Brady. He'll win the division. But it's also the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints being exactly as bad as we thought they would be. Not wanting to actually take advantage of a, a rocky season from the Buccaneers. Uh, Mike Rabel and the Titans just win the classic seventeen to ten Mike Rabel game. Yeah, and in a weird way, Derrick Henry more than ten points. Derrick Henry didn't have a good game, but it didn't matter because your defense held in check with the Broncos' offense. You allowed a, a really long touchdown pass early, but then the rest of the game, your defense controlled the way. Again, I mean, Derrick Henry did not have a great day. Denver's defense somehow isn't doing terribly without Bradley Denver's Chubb. defense is good. Denver's yeah. offense is good. It, are they really I that good? The Bra- a, I just don't think they have a quarterback right now. Yeah, They've got be. weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They should be scoring more than 10 points. They should be scoring more than 10 points. I'm yeah, fi- just another Vrabel-esque win. Just, just another Vrabel-esque year where he's mm-hmm. just going to gut himself out of an AFC South crown for what, the third straight year now that he's won that division? I believe so. Maybe. I know yeah. the Colts might have snuck in there with uh no, because Rivers was a wild card yeah. when he made the playoffs. Went so. to Buffalo. Yeah. I'm ready. You got a test. I'm ready to declare this. Well I'm declaring something right now. Yeah, go for it. Rams are done. Well, they didn't even play this week. Are you so. kidding me? They lost to the Cardinals. Oh, and, they did lose Colt to the McCoy. Cardinals, yes. Are the Cardinals better with Colt McCoy? Uh no. Let's not let's not do that. Let's not play that game. But Ten point win against Super Bowl champs on the road. To I mean, me, to me, this game meant nothing because the Rams. I think we were re- we were ready a week ago to say that they were done, and the Cardinals beating the Rams. That's clearly nothing impressive. Even if you did it with your backup quarterback, nothing impressive. The Chiefs smoked the Jags. Business as usual there. The Giants took care of business at home against the Texans. Business as usual there. They're seven and two now. One more game until that Thanksgiving match. Well, how about this? How about the fact that we we just finished talking about the Cowboys? We thought we were going to get two eight and two teams. That's not the case because the Dallas Cowboys now have three losses, the, and they play the Vikings, where the Giants play the Lions before Thanksgiving. So it could be a six and it four could Dallas be a versus seven and two, eight versus, and two Giants. Yeah, eight and two versus six and four. Wow. Um, and finally, and you know what's going to happen if that's the case? If it's eight and two New York going into six and four Dallas, Dallas will Dallas win. will win easily yeah. by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. And finally, it's feeling like a Saturday on a Sunday. Jeff Saturday. Undefeated well, as a head coach. Also, too, I think. Okay, let's talk about that, but let's not forget about the Bears and uh, oh, who Lions about game. That game. That game. Justin Fields. He's exciting. He's a really exciting player. If I was a Chicago fan, I'd be excited for the future at the quarterback position. But they tanked the rest of their team, and yeah. the result is the Lions are going to score thirty-one points <laughs> on you. After you went up to like what, like a twenty-four to ten lead or twenty-four. They just to don't have a defense lead? anymore in Chicago. No, they do not. So I think you got to kind of take the results with a grain of salt. I also saw this: Justin Fields in the fourth quarter, aka winning time, 
one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Oh. Like a 56% completion percentage, oh. like not good. Yeah, 24 to 10 lead heading into the fourth quarter, but the Lions scored three touchdowns. But Justin Fields, the one touchdown that the Bears scored in Six, the fourth quarter. He's a freak. He's a good quarterback in his own way. In, in his, his own, own way. style. Listen, if you're in Chicago right now, you want him back next year, right? Like Absol- he, he's, oh, he's a guy got, that he, you want for the after, next couple after of years. After running for the single-game record by a quarterback, 178 you're yards. To, you're ready to give him a couple years. you know what he came years. back and did this week? He, 147 yards on the ground this week. So you're ready to give him a couple years now. Yeah, like, you have to. This is a guy. He ran— he ran he he ran for twenty less yards than he threw for, Tom. I don't care about that game though. I want to talk about Jeff Saturday. All right, let's do it. This man was doing what we do for a living two weeks ago, and then yes. he just went out there and coached the Colts to a victory against the Raiders. Oh my god, Josh McDaniels. Oh my god. You are on the did you see Derek Carr was crying? In he his just lost presser? to an ESPN yeah. analyst. Well Derek Carr lost to Matt Ryan, who came back in for the Which for the Colts. by the way, I said that on countdown to kickoff. If you're Jeff Saturday and you hear all this noise and like, oh, you can't do this, you're unqualified, and I actually agree with those sentiments, mm-hmm. so I don't know why I was giving them the nerd voice there, because I'm with them on he's unqualified and he didn't deserve that job. But like, dude, you go out there and you prove everybody wrong straight mm-hmm. from the jump. Like, what was the big thing that they questioned him? You're not going to be able to lead these men. No one's going to listen to you. They're not going to tell- take you seriously. <laughs> You don't win football games if your team doesn't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care who you're playing uh, against, but I'll, I don't know what is going to end up in the Jeff Saturday saga. Where we're going to end up, but I knew that he came in there and was probably thinking to him. It was going to go one or two ways. If he was just a patsy hire, oh look at us, we're going to do some headlines and we're going to keep ourselves out of the bad mm-hmm. headlines by hiring a, a fun Jeff Saturday as our head coach. They would have kept Ellinger in because I think that was the credo from ownership to right. put the young kid in. Saturday comes in there though, and he's like, "Dude, I want to be the head coach. Like, I want to go. It's my team now. I want to go 500 down the stretch here and have them to really consider making me that permanent head coach moving forward. You got to play Matt Ryan or even Nick Foles for that matter. Yeah, like, not that's Ellinger. how you go win the game. And Matt Ryan ran for 37, 37 yards. It's one of the that might have been more shocking than the Jefferson Jefferson catch was Ryan scrambling for 37 yards." As sparks just flew yeah, off sure. of him and oil leaked out of him. But he goes back to Ryan. They win the game. They're still alive. In pretty, in pretty dominating fashion. Yeah. Right? And they scored 25 <laughs> points, which they hadn't reached 20 points since against the Jaguars in week seven, week six, excuse me, of the season when they beat the Jags uh, 34 to so 27. A month ago. So it's been a month since they've reached 20 points and they scored 25. Now they've got. And think about what they did in that month span, Tom. What if they beat? The they Eagles? benched Matt Ryan. They then they fired their offensive coordinator, and then they fired Frank Reich. What if they beat the Eagles next week? That's come on. But it's what if possible. they do? But what if they do? Like Jeff Saturday is coach of the year. <laughs> They're still alive. They're four, five, and one. Jeff Saturday takes Nick Sirianno's spot in the coach of the year race. It's just going to be. It's 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 really head scratching if he is successful. The because they're gonna be they're gonna be forced to say we have to and there's gonna be copycats yeah oh, who yeah. won't be as successful no but it's gonna open I did that like door. what he said though he he did say that yes I haven't coached before or beyond the high school level but I played in Super Bowls I played for Hall of Fame quarterbacks too Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers I played for a Hall of Fame head coach in Tony Dungy 
Like he knows what it takes to win football games. I liked his post game speech too. You could, <laughs> I, yeah. I think yeah. he's got the leading of men thing checked off. Like no, I he, agree. I think they believe in him. I think there were people, and it was reported that people in the locker room were players were upset. They wanted someone that they were more familiar with, but it's clear he knows how to work a lot. I think room. he was just very honest when he came in. Like he yeah, took the approach exactly of, what you had to do. Like he comes in and he instead of being like I'm the best, he was like. <laughs> I know you guys are wondering what the hell I'm doing here, but I promise you, I promise you that you're going to get my... Like, he was just very honest with them, and I think players respond to honesty more than anything at that kind of level. Sure. Did you miss any of our show today? Don't worry, we got you covered. You can download <laughs> all of the episodes that we do, that The Drive does with Dan and Matt, that The Blitz does with Wes and Moats, all of our shows in the locker room with Wolf and Starks. You can download and subscribe to them wherever you get your podcasts, Steelers mobile app, iHeart app, Apple, Spotify, all of them. Make all sure you them. download and subscribe to all of our great podcasts here on the Steelers Podcast Network. That'll do it for us today. We'll be back again midweek talking Steelers. Take a look at the Bengals a little bit more. And, of course, our Week 11 power rankings. They're going to be spicy. A lot of oh, movement. There's a lot of, there's a lot lot of movement. A lot of movement this week. And maybe a little movement after the upset tonight when the commies Possibly. beat the Eagles. Possibly. No, it's not possible. <laughs> They're not going to beat the Eagles. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Steelers Standard. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.